0: No COVID-19 stimulus as of yet. Big upgrades and downgrades on the street today, and COVID-19 numbers continue to rise. This is the Running With The Money podcast. Let's get into it. The market is up today and big time with the Dow Jones up 98 points, NASDAQ up 143 points, SP 500 up a whopping 14 points, and the Rust 2K up 22 points. All the while, the VIX coming down just 0.10 points. Now, when it comes down twice the market up today, well, the likelihood is it is because of the pandemic and progress being made within the pandemic. Not because of the growth of the pandemic, obviously not, just the opposite of that. But the vaccines are now rolling out. Now in the United States, the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine will be the first to be used in the U.S. um, And the first vaccines have been given today in the United States. This is an excellent move forward, getting us out of the pandemic. And we'll see how it goes. Not only that, but it seems Pfizer is now in negotiations to sell the U.S. government even more vaccines and vaccine doses and it will be interesting to see what happens there but taking a look at the pandemic usually the biggest headline of the day and always the biggest headline of the day total cases in the US now surpassing 16.25 million deaths surpassing 299,000 and the 7 day moving average once again accelerating um far above 200,000 at this point Um, So on the positive side, vaccines are finally rolling out in the United States. On a negative side, cases are still exploding um, and will likely continue to move higher for the coming months. I doubt we'll see much of a slowdown for the next few months, at least now. Um, On top of that, there is no stimulus yet, unfortunately. A bipartisan group, though, does plan to drop a new stimulus bill today worth $908 billion in aid. Um, Not only that, but $6 billion would go to vaccine distribution. So it will be interesting to see how all of that goes. Um in my personal opinion, I, I highly doubt that we see a stimulus deal today. I highly doubt that a stimulus actually gets exercised um for the next you know few days at least, if not few weeks. Our government can't seem to agree on much of anything, so I don't have much promise in that a deal is going to be done anytime soon. But there hasn't been much commentary on it coming out of our government whatsoever, Um, so you know, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that means they're actually working together and trying to get something done. It'll be interesting to see, but we have to talk about these huge upgrades and downgrades today. Um, across the street across the market and we are going to start with amazon amazon was once again or was and is named the best idea by cohen today clorox upgraded to a buy from citigroup i think uh, clorox is an excellent pickup you know i don't think we're going to come out of this pandemic for quite a while and i think then after this pandemic people are just going to overall Remain even more healthy, um, and cl- you know, just clean all around. You know, not necessarily healthy, but just keep things cleaner. Um, I and I think Clorox is definitely going to benefit from that. BMO downgraded Disney to market perform from outperform. Um, now after the twenty point run on Disney, as I said in the last episode, I think it's you know. I don't think it deserves to be all the way up there, but it is, and I understand why it is. Um, I think that's exactly why they're downgrading this stock. I think, you know, Disney all the way up at 172 in the midst, in the worst part of the pandemic, um, I do think that it is a bit crazy and a slight pullback in the stock would be warranted. Um, And then McDonald's upgraded to a buy from neutral by UPS, and I completely agree with this, Um, for instance, and here is why. I live in Michigan. Um, Pretty much everything in Michigan right now is locked down. Just last night, um, I was over in the Detroit area, and there was nowhere to eat. No restaurants were open, Um, and the only places that were open were fast food places, and every single fast food place was insane, insane. Like, the lines were just crazy, Um, and I think this goes to show that the fast food industry is definitely, I would say, benefiting, possibly, from the COVID-19 pandemic, and I think McDonald's is definitely benefiting. So I see McDonald's as a, you know, I see this upgrade on um, by UPS UBS of McDonald's as a solid buy, and uh, I think it's an excellent upgrade. Uh, not only that, but the new IPOs are getting downgraded, big downgrades coming out on these new IPOs. DoorDash was downgraded to neutral from buy um, by DA Davidson and then Gordon Haskett downgraded Airbnb to underperform from buy Um, I agree with both of these downgrades I think both these IPOs got way too far ahead of themselves you know I don't think that DoorDash is necessarily a you know it's just not worth the price at at its current price point I mean 160 bucks a share for DoorDash I think is insane Um, and the thing same thing goes for Airbnb I think that both of the companies are extremely um, overbought. I think that both of them were just just skyrocketing an IPO out of pure excitement, and I think it's a bit crazy. Taking a look, yeah, I mean, Airbnb down 8% today. I think it has much further to go. I mean, at the end of the day, this company simply is not, um, it is not a, you know, it's, it's just not at the correct valuation, um, and I highly disagree with the market valuation of this company now i agree with all of those upgrades and downgrades mainly um i think the disney one was the most aggressive out of all of them but it needed to be downgraded but we're going to dig into some names that i don't think many people are looking at i don't think many people are looking at these names as buys and i think they are um personally and we're going to dig into them so the first one is lululemon i see lululemon as a solid buy um I really do. And after digging through this company's earnings, I am just very, very impressed with the numbers coming out of Lululemon. I'm impressed with the balance sheet, and we're going to dig into all of this. So, Lululemon's currently trading at roughly a $43 billion market cap. If you don't know somehow what Lululemon is, I'm going to give you a brief little rundown. Lululemon Athletica is a major designer and manufacturer of athletic apparel and accessories, uh, mainly geared towards uh, females. Now, this brand has taken off like wildfire, especially in the United States, it seems. Um, and if you break down the stock price, according to Trefus and their data, um, 66.5% of the stock price is based on the company's direct-to-consumer segment, um, which I do like. Lululemon, and, and we'll get into this later, is definitely capitalizing on the online boom, and they have been, and I like that. Um, furthermore, 30.5% of the stock price is based on their retail store segment, And 1.8% of their whole is based on their wholesale franchise and other segment. All the while, only 1.1% is based on cash. So, digging into the most recent quarter, Q3, Lululemon beat expectations, delivering an EPS of 1.16 dollars versus the analyst EPS consensus estimate of 88 cents. So. I like the big EPS beat that was impressive to me um and we're going to move even further into revenues and sales. So, this is where the numbers start to get impressive. Uh LuLemon reported a net revenue increase of 22%, bringing net revenues to a whopping 1.1 billion dollars. Breaking down the revenue growth, net revenues grew 19% in North America while net revenues grew 45% internationally. Taking a look at sales, total comparable sales grew by 19%, with direct-to-consumer net revenues increasing by 94%. On the flip side, comparable store productivity came in at 83%, representing a store sales decline of 17%. Profit increased as well, with gross profit increasing 24% to $627.4 million, as well as gross profit rising to 56.1%. Operating income increased as well by 17% to $204.9 million, but operating margin declined to 18.3%. So overall, I was very impressed with these numbers. Um, and if you really dig into these, we see that you know online direct consumer net revenues increased by 94%. While most of their stores are either shut down or they have a capacity limit on them, in these stores, you know, they declined by 17%. So what was most impressive to me is, you know, they saw a net revenue increase of 22%, yet the majority of their stores are closed down. And that is very impressive to me. That shows that this company has strength in weathering uh, recessions, the pandemic, and many other things. I mean, if we can get through this pandemic, if a company can make it through this pandemic, in a strong way i think that the company is quite strong i don't think you can argue that it's not um furthermore management was upbeat about the quarter in the company's performance on our performance this quarter was driven by strong omni momentum with notable strength in conversion and increased traffic in our e-commerce sites cfo megan frank said so i like the fact that management is upbeat about the quarter. I like the fact that management is executing perfectly um, when it comes to getting through this pandemic. And it seems that management has their stuff down. I, I feel like that management has just figured it out um, and they have the key to success here. Now, on the downside, management did not deliver guidance due to the pandemic, which is understandable. As I noted, the majority of their stores are either closed down or have a capacity limit on them. And that makes it very hard for them to predict growth. But given this quarter and the quarter before it, um, growth throughout this pandemic, I, I firmly believe that they'll continue to, you know, just be successful. Another thing that investors will want to note here is that while Lululemon did not provide guidance on the company's, uh, you know, outlook here, the, um, the company did announce that Lululemon's board approved an increase of share repurchases. Um, and that increase, it makes makes basically it's a big increase nearly a double um it was 263.1 million dollars in share repurchases and they raised it to 500 million so i like the fact that they're repurchasing shares and i you know it it's just the net positive now taking a look at the balance sheet um and the numbers those numbers continue to impress me um taking a look at the balance sheet total debt none they have no debt on the balance sheet a company like this i'm quite surprised with all the stores. Um, but no debt on the balance sheet impressive total liabilities only 1.465 billion dollars and when you compare that to the total assets of 3.628 billion dollars you know i'm quite happy with that and then their cash and short-term investments 482 million dollars so solid 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 numbers out of the balance sheet here um that makes me very confident in the lululemon now on the downside you know, the valuation has got a bit out of hand. I mean, the price to earnings is right around 80. The price to sales is right around 11. The price to book is right around 21. And the price to cash flow is roughly 60. So taking a look at those numbers, I mean, the stock is trading at very high multiples. And when buying into a stock, you want to be aware of that. Now in this market, it's tough to say. Um, you cannot base your investment simply on one thing especially not valuation because this market um, especially this market all the way throughout 2020 has simply i would say disrespected valuation Um, investors no longer care about valuation it seems at least retail investors Um, and i think eventually that will cause some issues down the road but right now you know, the market simply does not care about valuation and you're just going to have to bite the bullet on valuation if you want to get into Lululemon, but it is a bit high. Um, And then on a performance basis, management has done quite well. Uh, Their return on equity, 29.23%. Their return on assets, 17.19%. Their return on invested capital, 21.52%. So overall, um, all good numbers I'm seeing so far out of Lululemon and the analysts are seeing the same thing and they are bullish as well. The mean price target is 403 bucks a share. The high price target is 500 bucks a share. Well, the low price target is only at 275 per share. Um, so I think that low price target is a bit low for a low price target. I think that definitely needs to be higher. I think Lululemon is a much better company um, than what that analyst would be pricing in. And I think that thing needs upgraded. But we will just have to go with the mean and high price target here. Overall, analysts bullish on Lululemon. Um, and then the big money is also quite involved with 86.90% of Lulu being owned by institutions. Um, and of course, the top holders are the usual ones that we always and always seem to see. Fidelity Management and Research, the Vanguard Group, and Interior Price Associates. Um, and then the technicals, you know, stocks up today, it's up 2.12%. I still think it's a buy. It suffered it did suffer a major pullback on the earnings. um You know, it was all the way up at like 377 and now it's at 351. So arguably it's still a solid buy here after the major dip. And it seems to be forming an uptrend off of a, you know, it went all the way down to 294 in September. So it's uptrending since that low in September. So, you know, we'll just have to see what happens with it. Um, So overall, I like Lululemon long, and here's why. Um, You know, there's solid long-term investment given the uh, U.S. apparel sales. You know, that market seems to always be growing. Nike and other big brands are doing well. Uh, Lululemon is, you know, shows consistent growth in the long-term. And they're capitalizing on this digital e-commerce shift. And I think that's going to be one of the most important things for companies to do going forward is to capitalize on this e-com boom. I think that if you are not online yet, that your company is at a major risk of failing. And I think that the digital age is here and that if you don't, you know, if you're any company in any industry, if you don't have a digital outlet, you're failing. Um, and, you know, that's just my opinion. And I like the fact that Lulu is capitalizing on this digital boom as we saw majority of their sales out of direct consumer. That's impressive to me. Um, And now digging into another name, we're going to shift away from the apparel line and we're going to get into the auto industry. And we have to talk about Ford. Um, And you're probably asking why Ford? Well, my goodness, Ford has been out of favor for I don't even know how long, probably the whole entire time I've been alive. Um, but it is just crazy. They have been out of favor for forever. And unfortunately, they still kind of are out of favor. Um, I don't even know if they'll ever be fully back in favor. It's kind of tough. Um, and Ford has a lot of issues to still work out, but it seems the company's kind of rounding a corner and we're going to dig into that. So Ford is one of the largest and most iconic automotive companies in the world. As we know, producing a vast array of vehicles and innovating within the industry since its inception. Um, You know, while Ford Motor Company did arguably make the automobile what it is, the company has lacked for many years now, um, causing, you know, a terribly performing stock. They've just lacked. They have not been um, a great performer within the industry. You see names like Tesla definitely taking over their space. Now, the stock is well diversified, but the most hefty segment on stock price is the Ford North America segment, Um, and that's really all you need to know. If you want to check out the full breakdown in full detail, go to runningwiththemoney.com where we drop literally all our breakdowns Um, and you can just dig into them and have a great time with them and get a lot of excellent information. And then 46.1% of the stock is based on cash. So what I find one of the most um, positive, not positives, about Ford right now is the new CEO and new management. Um, you know, while the past few years, if not decades, have not been the best for Ford, um, new CEO Jim Farley is getting the company back in shape through some aggressive actions with the goal of boosting profits and taking Ford into the electric vehicle space. It seems Ford has finally gotten a ceo that cares not only about the company's profits and future but the stock price and investors Um, for too many years the ford management has just not really cared much about the investors um, whatsoever and they have just said "Eh, the stock price is down whatever and i think if you're a ceo now that you know you have to have a great performing stock price and if you don't care about investors i think it's going to be very hard to make it in the public market and i think the fact that ford is finally turning it around and caring about the investors as well is one of the most bullish signs to me. Um, now, the new CEO, uh, Mr. Jim Farley, is taking on some major things that gives me hope and, you know, uh, positivity about the future. Um, it seems Ford has, you know, actually looked at the company and said, this is what we need to get rid of, this is what we need to do. So, Jim Farley, he is focused and he, you know, he's taking on Ford's warranty cost by alerting suppliers that the company will now charge them half of the cost of the warranty issue and that problems resolved more quickly will earn them, the suppliers, money back. Um, so in essence, by doing this, they're boosting Ford's profits. And not only that, but Mr. Farley is also on top of this um, going in and he's just cutting out segments that don't need to be there because they're not profitable. Um they're not successful. And what I like about him is he's going in and saying, if this vehicle's not selling, we're not going to make it. You know, he is literally saying we're going to cut this line if it doesn't do well next year. Um, it's done. Only profitable vehicles here, only the best of the best. And that is what I like. Um, about the new ford management that is something we haven't seen not only that but ford is looking to get into the ev game with an entire lineup of ev vehicles dropping throughout the next several years now taking a deep dive into his most recent quarter q3 ford delivered a q3 beat with an eps of 65 cents versus the analyst eps consensus estimate of 46 cents solid beat by ford Um, not only did eps beat expectations but revenues came back as well with ford reporting q3 revenues of 37.5 billion dollars net income topped expectations as well totaling 2.4 billion dollars in the third quarter I like those numbers, Um, very positive to me. It shows that Ford still has some strength here. Ford management also reported that the company generated $11.1 billion in operating cash flow along with an adjusted EBIT of $3.6 billion. Uh, Management also noted that the company was prepping for the Q3 launches of the 2021 F-150 electric Mustang and the Bronco Sport. Um, and then when it comes to guidance, management now expects the full year to create a positive adjusted EBIT and a 4 adjusted EBIT to land between a $500 million loss and break even, which is much of an improvement over the past few years. Now, digging into the balance sheet, Ford has some work to do. You know, their total debt, $157 billion. Their total liabilities, $226 billion. But their total assets, $259 billion. And their cash and short-term investments, $44.831 billion. And this is why they needed to bring a new management because that balance sheet is tough. Um, they definitely need to start reducing debt and not adding debt. Um, and then, you know, the company needs to get those total liabilities down or those total assets up. I'd like to see a much bigger gap between those assets and liabilities. Um, and also I'd like to see an increase in cash short-term investments here. You know, I think improvement can start anytime. And I think Ford needs to start to improve this balance sheet. You, you know, you look at the price to sales, you look at the price to book, and you look at the price to cash flow, and they're all very low, um, much lower than a lot of the competition. So that's a net positive going into Ford. But at the same time, you know, this market doesn't care about valuation. So whether you can actually take look at Ford and be like, eh, it's trading at a low valuation. I'm going to pick some up. You know, the stock could continue to drop here. You know, it's very tough. Um, and then management, management has room to improve. Return on equity, negative 0.2%. Return on assets, negative 0.02%. And your return on invested capital, uh negative -0.04%. So, overall management could perform better. And then given the numbers, the analysts remain mixed. The high price target is 11 bucks a share, mean price target is 9.33 per share, and the low price target is 9 bucks a share. Ford Motor Company currently trades at 8.89 per share. So, you know, um overall the analysts are slightly bullish on it. I somewhat like it. Um, so in short, Ford has a lot of work to do in regards to EV innovation, increasing profits and catching up to the competition. You know, you look at companies like Tesla um, and all the other, all these other bigger EV plays, and they are just so far, so far ahead, in my opinion, of Ford and GM that those companies have a lot of catch up to do. And it'll be interesting to see if they can um, actually get back to where they once were. Um, Long-term, I am bullish on Ford, but believe the stock will be very, very slow. You know, even though I'm bullish on Ford, you know, 10 years down the road, will Ford stock be at 18 bucks a share? Maybe. Um, But I don't see it as, you know, one of your super fast growers here. I I don't think that uh, Ford is anything you're going to make money on quickly. Um, That is just my opinion. Um, It's always been my opinion on Ford. And well, I've continued to be proven right because the stock has really, if you really take a look has just not done much you know it dropped down to 447 and it went up to 889 i i mean i suppose that's close to a double in the past six months but now it's back at that price that it's been sitting at for it's what seems like forever i mean it has not broken 16 bucks a share since pre-2005 um so that says a lot about the stock um but either way that is simply my opinion. So, thank you all for listening. That is the show today. Um, digging through the, you know, Lululemon and Ford. I very much enjoyed it. I think they're both buys. Ford's definitely a long-term buy. Lululemon, more of a short-term, mid-term, and long-term buy. Um, you can hold Lululemon forever, and I think you're going to make money. But... Either way, thank you all for listening. This was another successful episode of the Running With The Money podcast. I will see you all on Wednesday. And remember, if you want to check out and if you want to have some great um, gear oriented towards, I would say, trading, um, literally, I worked with professional designers to create a clothing line that was based on Um, traders and investors. And I'd enjoy it if you went and checked it out at runningwiththemoney.shop. You can also access it through our website, runningwiththemoney.com. Follow me and my team at runningwiththemoney on Facebook and Instagram. And also follow me on Twitter at Luke Donay. Ask any questions that you have. I will try to answer them all. Thank you all for listening. I will see you Wednesday. Eat, sleep, profit, and trade on.